dev shops, they'll do the random acts of marketing. And then it comes time to kind of look at where they got the business throughout the course of the year. And it's almost always referrals. Yep. It's a big part of those type of businesses. I mean, anyone running essentially a B2B service type business, you know, our world is big tech and software. It's, there aren't a ton of people. It isn't a situation where you're not going to get probably most of your business from referrals. Like most of your business is going to come from referrals. I think what's interesting is there are a lot of businesses out there putting a lot of time and effort into figuring out kind of how I think they would describe it in terms of how, how do I get more leads? Like, how do I get a bunch of people lined up waiting to buy my service? And I'm not sure that's the right approach. I don't know what you've seen. Yeah. I mean, it's BD in, in, in almost every context is tough to get the the clean sort of new client, right? The whole, you know, old school naked sales lead gen kind of like, I just met this guy and he already buys my stuff. It doesn't work in the dev firm, right? Because the projects are long. They tend to be a little bit more involved and complicated and you really want to work with somebody you can trust. And I think referrals are a part of that foundation, right? You build a trusting relationship first um, with somebody that you've, you know, you work with and then they say, Hey, listen, I have somebody else in my network that can probably benefit from what you have. Let me, let me tee it up for you. Yeah. So that's a great point. Right. And I want to talk about why I think this is such a problem is because the thought process is if I build something that can generate leads on demand, then that's going to solve all my problems. Right. Great. That helps you like fix pipeline and maximize the efficiency and effectiveness of your organization and grow or whatever. But in reality, there's not just a bunch of people waiting around to get, receive a call from a dev shop that is, oh, I'm so glad you reached out to me. Like I have no other options when it comes to this. And I've been desperate to speak with somebody from a dev shop and I haven't done anything until this call, <laughs> right? That's really just not how it works. Uh, it's an event driven thing. And if you're trying to control when those events happen, you're, you're going to run into issues because you just can't, right? It's 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 difficult to predict or know exactly when something like that is going to happen. And I think that's why the focus should probably be less on how do I just generate more leads and more on how do you invest into getting what's already working, working better for you? And that's where I think the focus really should be on, you know, referrals. So, you know, I think I think you're right in the referral sort of context and conversation. One of the things that gets really um, crazy is like, then the first thing you do is, okay, well, fine, I'm going to build a referral program. And you start going to networking events. And I don't know about you, but the dev guys I've worked with are sick and tired of hearing the whole like crazy eyed uncle walking up and be like, I got an idea for an app. Right. So, so these networking events where you're like, oh, I want to get a referral, you know, they're, they're not covering that sort of spread as it were. You need to be able to strategically approach building your referral network in a very specific way, not these random acts of like, oh, I went to a conference last weekend for something completely unrelated. And maybe there'll be somebody there that's like, you know, a lot of scratch off lottery ticket. Like, oh yeah, they're in the market for, you know, for, for the dev work that I do. And it's like, that's not going to work. So what have you seen that works well in this context? Yeah. So that's a great question. I think the next question from here is like, all right, so how do you do it? If, if my focus shouldn't be on just how do I generate leads on demand, but it should be, how do I nurture or get more referrals out of my network or however I'm doing that? How do I actually do it? Right. And to your point, I think there's some 
next steps that folks want to take when they're trying to do a better job at that, that probably don't produce the kind of return that they're looking for, like going to events, spending a lot of time shaking the wrong trees and getting the wrong type of things out of that. So then it's really, you know, what do I invest in and how do I do so to the extent where I can do that as part of my routine? It doesn't just absolutely cannibalize my time and it generates legitimate results that are going to work for me in terms of referrals that match the needs of our business. That's where, so this is where I originally started experimenting with podcasting because I wanted to essentially replicate the effect of investing in my network and doing those things like going to those networking meetings, but I didn't want to invest a ton in the travel. I didn't want to invest a ton in having to pay for and attend certain events that may or may not, that the people I'm looking to connect with may or may not be at. And I wanted to basically improve not just the efficiency, but the effectiveness of the whole overall process. And so that's where I I got into like, all right, well, I, I have an idea who I want to connect with, but how do I connect with them without having to do all of that stuff? And that's where creating the podcast really helped because I could reach out to folks in my target market, ask them to be a guest on my show, geek out about and talk about the topics relevant to both them and us and me, and then generate a bunch of great organic content at the same time as I'm in building and investing in a relationship or networking much more efficiently, uh, which is essentially what referrals ultimately are, right? Like we meet like-minded individuals, find out what you do, you find out what I do, and we figure out how we can help one, one another. If there's an opportunity to work together, we might explore that. Or if there's an opportunity for me to connect you with someone in my network or vice versa, that's how that engine kind of starts going. So I think you need a catalyst like that, like a podcast, it doesn't have to be a podcast, but something like that to kind of get this engine going so that you can manage the referral process a little bit better. Yeah. And it, you know, you want to control uh, essentially where you're going with that, right? You don't want to be in front of a bunch of randos. Right. So you go to a conference or you go to one of the local networking groups or whatever, you go to the Chamber of Commerce and it's a random people. Basically, they're they could be in your industry. They might not be. Um, and and more than that, the conversation doesn't make any sense. Right. You're like, oh, yeah, I do app dev. And they're going, well, OK, what does that mean? And you're like, Ugh. so when it comes to starting and building those relationships, that highly targeted approach where, you know, you can invite somebody to be on your podcast that's in your target market that represents somebody you want to talk to um, is worth its weight in gold compared to the, you know, walking into an in-flight group of a bunch of folks that you may or may not have any knowledge of. Uh, you know, you might be able to convince them to help you out or connect you with somebody that matters for you and your business, um, but you may not have access to any way that can help them. And so, you can't create a relationship right out of the gate that's non-reciprocal and doesn't work in a meaningful way. So that highly targeted approach, I think is absolutely vital. I think that makes a lot of sense. And that's kind of what I would challenge folks to do. It's something that I've looked at myself because, so I sell tech services as well too. So I, I can relate with what it's like to kind of build and try to scale these dev shops and then all the fears and emotions that go into maintaining that momentum or understanding when I should, when I should invest, when I shouldn't, all that type of stuff. This is the most important piece of satisfying a lot of those concerns. But since a lot of uh, dev shops that do software engineering, website development, these types of things depend on referrals in order for, you know, most of their new business, I would, I would challenge you to go back and look at, okay, well, where are those referrals coming from? What type of volume am I getting over what period of time? And then what does that conversion rate ultimately look like? 
so that you can get an idea for a baseline in terms of how effectively that may be performing today. Um, it's okay if it's you know a range, but I'd love for these firms to have an idea in terms of what does the performance of that as a process look like, even if it's largely reactive, right? Even if you're not investing a ton into it, but some of that stuff is coming to you through just what you're doing as part of going about your regular routine, get a better understanding in what the performance aspect of that might look like at the moment. And then that can be your baseline for, all right, how do I do better than this, right? Set your goal beyond that in terms of Either I want to reach more people and maintain the same level of effectiveness, or I want to move both of those levers and then figure when then we can kind of figure out how to how to do that from there. So, you know, I think I think the data management and the data analysis side is really important, but I think it's also important not to forget um, the intrapersonal side of the conversation as well. Like when you're creating a referral engine, what you're really trying to do is you're trying to turn people into Google search or something like it. And in order to do that, you have to give them the right information. And the way we communicate for what a good referral is and what it represents is almost exclusively in the language of pains and complaints and concerns, right? So if you're asking for a referral and you can't describe, you know, using your ICP and a thorough, you know, thorough understanding of who your client is supposed to be and what they're struggling with, if you can't describe that to somebody with a fourth grade reading level, you're also going to get in trouble, right? So you have to do you know, both the data analysis side and figure out like, okay, so um, did, you know, is this group of people my right target audience or did I, you know, spend the right sort of time and effort this, you know, for the last quarter in this, in the right space, but also is the comms plan that I have to communicate with these folks effective at solving that problem? You can meet the right people all day. And if you don't teach them the right thing, you're going to get in just as much trouble. Yeah. It's really important to have that stuff nailed down. And there's a couple of models that I like to leverage in order to really figure that out. But if you don't have that figured out, everything from communicating your value proposition to your target market is going to become difficult for people, you know, let alone the fact that talking about technology with almost any audience, especially a non-technical one, is usually several layers removed from their level of comfort. Also, then not being able to, do, to explain to them who you want to meet so that they can think through their Rolodex in terms of who they might be able to connect you with is going to make the conversation that much more awkward for them. And I can I can relate firsthand when I was building my you know, essentially development agency earlier on and explaining to people what it was I was doing. It was so generic. I would sit there and watch people's heads spin. <laughs> it was a real uncomfortable feeling because I'm like, I'm clearly not good doing a good job of explaining this. You know, that value prop has gotten a lot tighter now. And that's the that's kind of the formula I like to use. I think of it in terms of, you know, you want to be X for Y. And I'll give you an example in terms of what I mean through using Podcast Chef, right? So we're talking about in terms of who we're helping. We're helping build these essentially referral engines you can control for dev shops through podcasting, right? So and I only said a few words right there. But in those few words that I said, I've said what we do, why we do it, and who we do it for to really get much closer in terms of what's the next part of that conversation going to be like for somebody that I just met that's thinking through, oh, well, then you should meet, or I know this person, would they be someone who might be in need of what it is that you do or whatever, right? Like trying to help move that conversation along, but you got to give the people you're talking to as much help as you can. And in that same, in that same vein, using Podcast Chef as an example, um, I want to talk to the emotional language because we're always dealing with people. And that is, you know, do you know somebody who owns an app dev shop who is freaking out? 
you know, the economy is in recession. <clears throat> They're having a hard time trying to figure out how to get from point A to point B. They're struggling to keep their dev team, you know, employed in a highly competitive labor market. Um, and they're kind of freaking out right now. That's the kind of folks that we want to talk to to help them put this stuff into a system that's repeatable and consistent and works well. And so I think, you know, to your point, we need we need both of those. And more often than not, in your referral conversations, you need the emotional language because emotions are what starts the buying decision. Right. And then you need the the value, the clear value prop so that they know when they're ready to buy that you actually have something that they're is able to solve the problem. You have to have both of those things. Totally. And from a dev shop perspective, right, what this might look like, I'm going through this now as I'm uh, tinkering with building some tools on the podcast chef side, but it's like, you know, you might be working specifically with uh, healthcare firms as in like, you might be building software, but specifically for the healthcare industry, that'll help people a lot. That really narrows the field down. Uh, you might be helping people build Node.js applications or like Mern stack, right? Uh, Mongo, Express, React, uh, node type stuff. So like you at your dev shop, right? Or you might be building websites for hospitality or whatever, right? Whatever those combinations are, those are all good examples of more, much more specific and detailed. That's going to help people think through, oh, I know those folks and let me reach back into the last conversation I have with them to see what they're complaining about. Then we build websites or we build apps or whatever, right? Like that is super generic. And if you lead the conversation by starting there, you're just going to kind of get a whole bunch of random stuff. And that's going to be a lot harder for you to get more narrowly focused in terms of who you want to connect with. But uh, in terms of this conversation, I think the focus really should be on sticking with what works and trying to make that better than trying to turn the table over and say, you know, instead of relying on referrals, which I understand can be somewhat uncomfortable um, because it feels, you know, like the performance there can kind of be inconsistent. There's a lot more you can do to leverage basically that capability and have more control over it by having better hook or leading with content marketing, like building a podcast around it and just creating a much stronger, more consistent referral engine than trying then instead to go generate leads on demand, which is something that might be, you know, relatively low odds of success by comparison. Yep. I agree. Hey, you, yes, you it's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet, or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, we will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.